Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey, I have Holly Hughes. Oh, Holly Rachel Hughes today. She's an intuitive healer and author, and she's going to tell us a little more about herself and share her weirdest experience with us today. Hi, Holly. Hi, Tina. Thanks for having me. Thanks I'm for so keeping your video on so I'm not talking to a black box. It makes Yay. me so happy. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here, and I've just been talking with Holly for 30 minutes. We just met, but we're like friends already, so it's great. She's very accurate. She's already told stuff about myself that I didn't even show her. Somehow she knows what it looks like. So she's definitely the real deal. Uh, thank you. That means so much. Well, I feel the same way. I, I've been meeting some really cool people during podcasts, these amazing women sharing stories. And you are for sure in the top 1% of that. I just love that you embody like what you do and your gifts. Like, I just love that. Um, as for me, I am an intuitive healer and author. I have all of the senses, all of the clairs. I know things. I see things. I feel things. I taste things. And that's not fun. Um, people are like, how do you know that? And I'm always like, I just do. I am not psychic as in you stare, come in front of me. I can give you lottery numbers and I know how to tell you specifically what to do. But what I do is I tune into people. I see, hear, and feel what's going on with them physically and spiritually. And that's when I start getting messages for them, which is usually a message to help them through wherever they are. I feel like it's a person's choice to cut cords and all that other fun stuff that I help them with, but it has to be their choice. I don't have an agenda for another person's healing so important when you work with anyone that that's the case in my humble opinion but I've always had my gifts I didn't know that every other person didn't have them I just knew I was deathly afraid of the dark as a kid um, because a lot of shit can I say that on your show a lot of things would talk to me at night and I'd I'd become acutely aware and frightened beyond belief. I had, um, my grandfather had a lot of antiques. And so I remember them giving me a chair for my room, like a desk chair. Like I had a little, um, little secretary's desk and a wooden chair. And there was a rose on the back of the chair. And at night it would change to faces and they would watch me. No, ma'am. I was not having that. I would pile all of my clothes over that chair over. And so the chair, it fell over all the time. I just even thinking about it, my hands and my armpits are sweating. I did not like that chair. I think if I was me now, I would actually, I could do this. I could send energy back to me, clear that damn chair and get it out of my room much sooner. So hey, you know what? You could burn it. I know. I'm going to totally do that when we hang up, when we hang up. 
I'm really doing that. We are also discussing how we both like setting things on fire um, because you have the power of elements. So I like that. Anyway, I'm going to get all distracted because you're so easy to talk to. Well, anyway, it's like you're describing my childhood stakes. (laughs) You know, I had, I had, everyone used to call them invisible friends or imaginary friends. And he wasn't imaginary. I had someone who stayed with me every night and talked to me. He had a name that I wasn't supposed to say out loud. I only said on the inside of my mind, and he would talk to me every night until I fell asleep. And then when I turned about 12, um, he was like, I have to go. He started not coming as quickly, right? Like I would call and I wouldn't hear him. And then he was like, I have to go. I was like, well, what do you, what are you talking about? He's like, you've come to an age where, you know, I have to go and, and it's just time for me to leave. I think in my adult mind, I think he was like, you know, it's, it won't be acceptable anymore or whatever. I think it's really fascinating, even thinking about it, that he was a distinctly male voice. That was just fascinating when I think about it. Like why, why wasn't, you know, Archangel Josephia, why it wasn't one of those, but no, it was this guy he had a name that I never shared because it was just his and I's and that's how I like to keep it. And so he said goodbye once and then I never heard from him again. It was weird, but then teenage years, yay, crazy teenager years. So, so is this somebody that is familiar to people? No. Okay. I really believe that I tap into interdimensional beings. Like I can see people's guides. I see dead people. I see angels. Um, you know, I guess other Palladians I can feel, but they don't really talk to me. They're not like, I did some work with someone and I could describe in detail what I saw them doing, but not the energy of them, which I think is kind of fascinating. And they give me no answer as to why there are beings that I like to say, I connect to the you know, when I tried to relay messages sometimes or names to clients, it's not English, right? Like I'm not hearing English. I'm feeling love and interpreting the images through love to words. That's part of it. But they definitely start with an A. And besides, if you really want to go there, be leaving Atlantean and all that other stuff, it's some other vibration of it, but it's, it's very similar, whatever. But that brings me to our story of the day, my awesomely interdimensional beings. So there I am. I think I was in college. So here I, I've always had these gifts. I've kind of known things. Of course, you're a teenager. You don't act on it. You're just a schmuck, right? Like I did horribly stupid things. I also had a lot of trauma growing up. I don't want to get into that part. Like I had a, some seriously horrible things happen. That doesn't matter. Here I am. I'm visiting my mom in Florida and um, like the guest room is where the TV is, you know, back in the day before everyone had whatever. So, and we all know that at three o'clock at night, right? Our soul's at its highest elevation. It's a very Kabbalistic thought. Anyway, so a lot of people who have spiritual gifts will probably wake up between three and four in the morning and see here or have some wicked dreams. Tina's high-fiving. At 5 a.m. this morning. Wide awake. Why? So my thing about 5 a.m. is that's, oh, we'll get into that after. It's usually, those dreams are negative, right? That's usually when like darker energy comes in to mess with you before the day, right? Because I always have the worst dreams in the morning, right? Me too. They get funkier and funkier. And I'm like, why am I sleeping in? Because 
these dreams aren't great. Yep. Or I've woken up and said, look, I don't like the way this dream is going. I do not want to continue this dream. And I do not, I want to dream about fluffy clouds and angels. That's what I want to dream. So I'll put it out there and then I'll go back to sleep. Does that always work? Not really. I wish it energy. worked. I wish it worked more. <laughs> oh my God. I had the best, the best dream. It was like last week um, that I was hanging out with Jason Momoa and he kissed me on my forehead. And that's how I woke up. And I woke up smiling because I felt the kiss. Now, here's the thing everyone should know about me. I'm so married that I don't even cheat in my sleep. Like Jason in my dreams in the past, clearly I have a crush. It was like, no, I really like you. And I'm like, you're married. I'm married. There's children. No, I can't do it. You would think I'd give myself a break in my sleep. Yeah. Um, just, just let it go, girl. It's just a dream state. It's not know, real. I, I, just, I just don't. I just, it's the saddest thing ever. Anyway, so my interdimensional. So, so weird side note. Yeah. My husband bought me a coloring book. It's all Jason Momoa. As a How? joke, because he knows that I like him. Oh, yeah, I, I like him. Yeah. What's not to like? That's what I was <laughs> He's ridiculous. He's funny. I have like, I have a Chris Pratt thing and my husband and he, everyone's like, you know that Chris Pratt and your husband are kind of similar and that you just, you have a crush on your own husband. I was like, shh, don't ruin it. I'm like, Ooh. I have a t-shirt that says alpha. Um, Owen is my alpha, right? From like Jurassic Park, but whatever. See, a total, I'm a total that girl too. Um, I think it's imagination. I think to be able to tap into and receive messages, it's the same place by your third eye that your imagination comes. So we just have good taste in men, obviously. Excellent. I blame my Pacific Islander Asian side. I'm like, do you want to start talking about the, all the K, the K drama boys? I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't even, don't even get me started. <laughs> one's in the military right now I can't wait for him to come out but Park Park Seong like I don't know there's just I got too many of those too but I try to keep those on the the DL that way but now it's now it's out there now it's out there (laughs) and I have a big smile on my face and I'm kind of blushing but it's like because I know it's first of all I also worked in film and television for 18 years so I know the flip side that what you see isn't always what you get so I think part of what I love about, um, for me, K-dramas in particular is it's not my world. It's not my culture. It's like, I've learned quite a lot. I'm really trying to learn the language, but because of honorifics, it's so difficult. And because I have to figure it out through translation and I, I know now when they mess it up sometimes. So I've watched, that's, what's gotten me through the last three, four months of the pandemic are K-dramas. When you open Netflix, there's not one English language show on my thing anymore. My husband's like, what is going on? I was like, eh, do I really want to know what's going on in this country? Yeah, not right now. I just, I want to be somewhere else completely. I want to be in Korea. <laughs> not North Korea though. No, South I mean, Korea. I don't even know if I, I mean, I want to go, but I'm like, don't ruin my fantasy, right? Like I know it's a hundred percent fantasy and I can't do that here, right? I'll might know someone who knows the actor and I'll know what a jerk they really are. So where's the fun in that? So I think you're just tapping into your inner Asian. I think so too. I've never been interested in going that way before, meaning into any Asian culture. 
it had never been on my radar. I've been to Egypt. I went there. I was like, this is very, I don't know, into like BBC for forever, but I think I burned out. And now it's, I love the clothing. I love the reason behind the clothing. And I like get into a deep dive of it. It's like, there's so much I don't know, but an ignorant, I feel ignorant and that annoys me, right? <laughs> that I want to know more. So I like learning. So maybe that's part of it. You see, this is what we did before we started recording. I know. All right. This is, okay, sorry. We're rambling, but sorry. Here we go. So I knew I had gifts, but I didn't know how to control them. And so I would randomly see or feel things um, and just take it as a random occurrence, right? I didn't actually realize I was always tapped in. So here I was visiting my mom. And I'm, you know, asleep on, on the trundle bed, which was like not very comfortable, right? In the middle of the night, I got, I woke up because I had to pee. I had to pee so bad. It was the 3 a.m. and I opened my eyes and in the doorway was a man. Not any man. He was a giant. There was like hardly any space around him and my body was buzzing. And I was like, God will protect me. God loves me. Go away. God loves me. Go away. Please go away. And I, I had to pee. I can't even tell you. I was like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it if you stand there. And then I closed my eyes and I opened them again. He's still there. And it really felt like he was wearing a cape and a hat. And it, he, it was a shadow. It was a dense, it was like a midnight sky, dark, purple dark it was just super dark it was a mass it didn't look like a person like per se I couldn't see like a body like if I see a dead person I see them this was just the shadow outline but dense which that's the part that scared me I couldn't see a face they weren't talking they were just literally staring like I just felt like even though I couldn't see the eyes they were like glaring at me I'm making eyeballs glare hand gesture insert there Close my so when, eyes you, again. Yeah. when you see spirit, mm -hmm. do they talk to you first or do you have to talk first? Uh, that's super interesting question. I think it depends on what it is. Most of the time I have to speak first for some odd reason. They just stand there and don't talk. So when you mean spirit, what kind of spirit do you mean? Ghosts probably mostly ghosts. Okay. So ghosts, which I just call dead people <laughs> are, um, that is a really interesting question. No, I had a pirate talk to me once. Although most of the, yeah, I was in, so I go to, I went to, I mean, I have so many stories, right? Wait, let me finish this guy. And then I'll tell you about the ghosts. I think they talk to me. It goes back and forth. I think I feel them so intently that I think they must reach out emotionally first. Yeah. I'll just bring that up because I didn't know I was a medium until I actually started talking to spirit first because they would not say anything. Yeah. Then I would be like, okay, I see you. I feel you. What is your name? What is your purpose? Do you have a message? And then they'd like, the conversation would start flowing. But then it's so, in the beginning, it was always awkward. Like, yeah, no, they always had something to say. I mean, I would go out drinking. Like I have a very distinct message, message, um, memory of going out to sushi with my husband and a friend of his. And 
two drinks in, they always show up with me like two drinks in, I guess, because I was relaxed then. And then his father who had passed and his brother who had passed were standing there and they wouldn't shut up until I noticed them and like relayed a message. I was like, just trying to enjoy some sake and some sushi, like go away. Or I made my, one of my best friends that I met at a writer's retreat um, because I decided to own my gifts and she had made up, she told the person next to her, the next question, anyone asked, I'll say yes. And again, a glass of wine in, and her grandfather was there. I said, do you want to know who's standing behind you? And she said, yes. And then he had a lot to say, because I guess he wasn't the pleasantest of persons here. And of course she started crying because everyone cries around me when I'm, you know, giving messages because you just feel the love. And she called her mother and everything I said was a message for her mother. And then I was like, oh, I, guess I feel I like energetically, I've had some barge in, you know, in inappropriate times. And I'll be like, you got to wait. <laughs> I was giving Reiki to this woman and her grand her grandfather came. He wasn't a nice guy either. And just He's the, nosy too. Just He's the, around her a lot. Just the know? energy of it. He just like came in like a bull. And I was like, okay, you need to wait and you need to back off because I'm giving her Reiki, not spirit, you know, messages from beyond right now. So I made him wait. That's awesome. Yeah, I stopped offering mediumship as a service. Like if someone shows up and the messages needed, I'll share it. But I had a lot of clients come and want to focus on a moment of death. And as I feel it in my body, as a reading, this is an extremely painful process for me. So I was like, I think for my benefit, I will keep that one a little more private stick. Like the pirate thing was funny. My friend got a headache. We were on Charleston. She's like, I have a headache and my neck hurts. I go, that's because like a pirate is leaning on you. And he's like, you can see me. I was like, I can see you. And he's like, your friend is pretty. I'm like, go away. Where was this? In Charleston. South yeah. Carolina. Oh yeah. So many ghosts. When I go to Charleston, it's just full of ghosts of animals. I know because I live 45 minutes from there. I have to, I have to like triple my black tourmaline on my body to I gotta be on guard I've got I've gotten messed we up. will I have so many stories about that one so you're close to me then where are you I mean I'm just outside of Charlotte oh my god we're we're gonna be friends oh we're gonna have to Come meet on. up <laughs> so when like internet people become real life friends um let's go ghost busting in charleston dude, no i did a writer's retreat it was called ghost haunts and haints and i did it with um a friend of mine who's a new york times bestseller nova rensuma and she writes ghost stories young adult fiction and so i organized it and it was like i would tell people what i saw and she would lead the the writers the writing part of it um because she has a much bigger name than I do as a writer. And she's amazing at that. She's one of the kindest people. Anyway, so we were, of course, staying at the Citadel at a haunted place. And I told people what I saw. And then I walked down the hallway and the men I saw who had been murdered, you know, died in war. I saw a picture of them all playing cards hanging in the lobby. But I had seen them and described them as they were. But I just saw their mortal wounds. See, that's not fun. We were on a ghost tour 
And I said everything I saw before the guy, and there was a woman holding her baby. He's like, there's a notorious woman and a baby. And they're like, Holly, stop. I was like, I really don't know, but he's not saying what she looks like, right? We walked by another cemetery and there was a woman drinking, I would call it champagne. She looked very much like in the twenties. And she was like cheersing all the people going by, just laughing at the humanity of us. And I was like, I see you. She's like, shut up, right? Um, the slave pain there for me is awful. Yeah. Um, I walked by a building and I, it was so painful to me. And I found out because people were burned to death in there, it caught on fire. So there's a house there that is such dark energy that I have to go across the street and around it. So everyone in the group wanted to see what this house was. So I walked them by and they went close. I'm like, don't go near that house and then come anywhere near me without saging and salt scrubbing because I don't want you near me because that house is dark. But um, yeah, when I go there, I have to be very prepared. One girl didn't believe me. And so we were at another um, graveyard She's also a writer and she was, I don't know, she wanted to get some creative inspiration from the place. And she said, tell me what you see. And I was on the backsides of the graves and she was in front and I named, you know, there's a woman and there's a lot of children, really young children. Um, and she's like, how do you see that? I go, cause I see the children. Right. And they all had died of disease. Right. So it was just, um, that part can be super heartbreaking. That's not the fun part of the gift. And do you help them into the light? Um, the pirate I did, which was so fun. Um, I wasn't as aware with the babies as I am now when I saw them, right. That wasn't on the same trip with Nova. So now I do, there was a woman, a slave woman I used to see tied to chained literally to, um, a big pot. She was a, a kitchen slave and I would see her all the time. And, um, before I knew I could do that. Right. And then, um, I went back and I freed her and I was wrecked after that. I was, it was such a sob. It was, it was so gut wrenching for me to have any part of the process of freeing her back to her beliefs, to her system, to free her of, the pain of the self and what did it to her and how stuck she was. So I was pretty wrecked after that. I think mediumship wrecks me in a way that intuitive healing does not. It's very hard for me to kind of separate the energy it takes me physically to be able to do that gift. Whereas when I'm healing, I'm just channeling, right? It's not my stuff. I should really work on that. Because you're such a strong empath. Um when you do that kind of work, you have to detach yourself from what happened to them and what they're going through and just focus on, I'm acknowledging this is where you're at, that you're stuck, but I need to tell you, you don't need to be here. You are right. You are really right on that. I have to think yeah. about, I guess, cause that's why I run away from it all. The mediumship yeah. part is just my you experience of it. You don't have to it. feel yeah. it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I not do. Me- I even it's- say that to other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, Holly, you do not have to feel it all. That's not part. It doesn't have to be part of the process. You can know it. You can understand it and you can validate it and then help them. Yeah. I, I should ask to turn off that part of my gift when dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I really rely on it when I work with clients you know the 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 body pain 
because that's where I know where energy is stuck and where wounds are and where I see things attach. That's how I interpret it. Um, I think yeah. I'm asking them now, I'm like, can I level up? They're like, yeah, but I don't know if you're ready for what we're going to do. I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe in another month, give me a month. Because you know, when you level up, it wrecks you, right? It just messes with your whole, everything. At least it does me, right? Because it's just like a whole other energy. Or, or I just told like, don't do that yet. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, okay, I won't do that. You, you let me know when the time is good. <laughs> And I mean, mm. you should see her demeanor. Her demeanor is super chill. She's like, yeah, I like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, now I'm curious. Now I'm going to have to open that one. Maybe that's why things have gotten quiet because I'm not doing what I need to. Right? I like the whole evolution. All right, should I finish my story? Right, let me yeah. finish my story. Hat so, man. Batman. Hat or man. giant, giant man giant with the hat. Giant in the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there again in my bed, scared, really scared. Um, and he's not leaving. <laughs> and I, I was like, I have to pee. I'm going to pee the bed. If you don't move, I, I had to pee that bed. And, fi- and I think it took like 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, he was gone. I opened my eyes. There was light behind him. Like it wasn't even that dark, but he, he made it all dark. Ran to the bathroom, peed, came back, was like kind of afraid to fall asleep, fell asleep. Woke up the next day, my mom walks into her closet and every hat that she owned and like her closet was disheveled. Everything was on the floor and and a psychic that she knew like called for some bizarro random reason was like, did you have an experience? And uh, my mom's like, yeah. And she's like, so that entity, it likes to check in on your daughter. And he tried to disguise himself and not scare her by wearing hats. He failed, by the way, but I think <laughs> like he scared the shit. You know, dude, you're creepy no matter what you have on your head. Right. You could have just said something. Like if you could have just said, hey, I find you fascinating. You're such an interesting, quirky humanoid. I, I, get, like, that. I get that a lot. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I'm, definitely know I'm watch. I think I'm, he comes around all the time. Even now, I think he peeps in, but. I bet I could call him if I wanted to, but at that moment I had, I did not have what I call control. It was just, they would have to be pretty random, powerful, probably to get my attention in a way that they would want. And now I think it takes just a weensy bit and I know they're there, but that scared the crap out of me. Who is he? He starts the... I never even asked any of this because he's always just been a weird story for me. It's funny how I'm not curious about that, isn't it? And Odidium is the name I hear. And I just kind of think he likes to ride the portal that I go through. And I think we pass each other. I think, oh, aren't you funny? So he's talking to me now. So I feel oh, like let's, he let's, and, yeah, let's, let's, let's kind of a So he and I. Let's have a way conversation now. <laughs> okay, Odidium. <laughs> He's still in my mind looks the same way as he looked in the door, right? Like, so he's like this giant shadow thing, but not scary, right? Because he's in my head. He's not next to me. And then I feel like he's like, we just travel the same portal. Like the way I travel through dimension and time, especially in my sleep, he's saying, especially when I was younger, I guess I was busy. Um, We would just like crisscross and see each other and like friends in the hallway, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're at the same subway station. Yeah. We don't, we don't come from the same place he's telling me, but we cross paths often and like have a good laugh is what he's saying. Okay. So is this like, who I'm trying to understand who this guy is. Is he a ghost? Is he a time traveler? Is he someone from the future? Nope. I just, I, I just a, a different, no, it's just a different. That's why I call them interdimensional beings. Cause I don't think we see everything. Right. So an ancestor or a ghost and all that is a dead person to me. I just lump them in to the big old group, dead people, yeah. which are not angels, right? Those are completely different entities, which I didn't really understand at first until an angel sat on me and messed with me. Cause I didn't know if I believed in the whole angel thing. It felt very contrived by man at first. Mm-hmm. And then one was like, Oh, Holly, let's go. And he sat on me and made my whole body shake. And I started hyperventilating and crying. Cause first of all, he was slightly, you know, inside my body. And that was overwhelming. They're like, okay, now you know what angels feel like. We good. I'm like, we're good. (laughs) I get you. I, and then I was opened up to Michael and Metatron and Gabriel and all the other ones who have lots of names that, you know, aren't the big ones, I guess I'm going to air quote the big ones, but they're everywhere. It's very much like city of angels. So which angel sat on you? That's a good question. I'm hearing Gabriel. Gabriel mischievous. My Gabriel's question, not mischievous though, but you know, we all have a sign. That's true. And was it Gabriel as a female or Gabriel as a male, right? Like I haven't decided on that one. It's right? male for me. Mm-hmm. Typically for me as well, but someone said it's also a girl. Yeah, that's right too. Because my Reiki teacher, when she sees Gabriel, it's a female. Yeah. But it's a male for me. Ooh, oh my God. The way you said that, I just saw how your Reiki teacher sees her. Pretty cool. Completely I don't even different. Know, I don't even know what she sees. <laughs> I see. So when she sees Gabriel to me, well, my Gabriel is um, darker co- uh, complexion, uh, like, um, see, now he's messing with it and he's changing. Did you just because- hear something? That's my husband. Oh, I was like, it sounded like breathing. I was like, (laughs) you might have heard the coffee breathing. (laughs) Could be that. Um, Gabriel is dark haired, darker eyes for me in general. Um, Skin tone a little darker than yours. Just like, I don't know, not, not generic white person. Mm -hmm. Um, Her Gabriel, your Reiki teacher has this amazing golden long hair is much bigger physically. He's wearing her armor. It shines, it's blue and it's gold. Her wings are divinely feminine. I don't know how to explain it other than that because Gabriel to me, his wings aren't as luxurious or swoopy. Yeah, he's very kind of plain looking, you know, very humble, very quiet except for the fact he sat on you yeah. but he's trying to get your attention he's probably yeah, like i didn't believe it so that was me like testing and learning my gifts and i was like yeah. oh, these angel things is it just a catholic thing because they like you know i am not christian anyway so like for me they seem to be used to like i don't know they were being used for things i didn't understand and people are always like you know my you know, my grandmother's my angel, right? I was like, I think you're cross-pollinating things. So for me, your grandmother would be 
an ancestor, a part of your family. She could be a guide, but she's not an angel. Yeah, right? So you know? I grew up Catholic and, you know, they, you hear a lot about Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel, right? In the Bible. And people would wear like these Archangel Michael pendants. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this protects me. And here's like me, sarcastic little Tina. Yeah, right. You know, how wrong could I be, by the way? Because he's very real, but. I know, but like, you know, do you believe in the charm or the thing? I guess I, yeah. my really big belief is that we're all here. Well, first of all, I think there's one God and however we're meant to learn the lesson or connect, that's what all the religions are about. Like, where are you? What, what do you need to experience that? God has a sense of humor for me, right? You know, I think I picked, but before I came into this life as a soul, I like to say, I told God, oh yeah, do I want some, yeah, give me some, yeah, I have my house burned down. Okay, and then I want to lose it to an earthquake. Yeah, yeah, let's have a horrible starter marriage. Yeah, do that. I want to marry this asshole. I want to have this in my life. I want to be betrayed. Oh yeah, make that one hurt. Make it hurt. Good. I'm going to, yes, give me some of that. Miscarriages, bitch, throw that in. Yeah, give me three. Yes, yes. And then have everyone ask me why I don't have more children because that will make me feel so good. Oh my God, this is awesome. Let's just let's like you know i want to get through this karmic shit let's just pile it on to when i'm holly just do that okay all right sweet have we done it all right i'm in let's go i'm in this life see i'm sarcastic but i do yeah. kind of think i did that a little bit i was like oh i want to be able to help people but i guess i'm going to have to experience loss in a way that will humble me and ground me and that sounds really pretentious. And I don't mean it that way because I'm about to cry. But I think there was a thing about when I was younger, I used to be why me, which is ridiculous. It was just like my total Aquarian smushy ego. But I didn't understand like how these strange things would happen. And then, and then I think it's just the bigger picture, right? It's just like I had an amazing moment of gratitude like three days ago, I've been really beating myself up for not being more productive. Um, cause I'm trying to write my next book and I'm kind of just in the stasis with it. And I don't understand. I'm usually super, like I can go. And then I was like sitting there meditating and I was like, Oh my God, I love every minute of this life. I fucking, and I was so divinely connected to the source love that I usually feel for everyone else right? That I was like, oh, oh, I get it. Okay. I'm good. Like I can connect and feel and see things. And I see shapes and colors and all that other fun stuff, but like that clear of a message for me that it's okay to take a breath, that like that bit of surrender to it all is not a space that I personally can live in all the time because otherwise I couldn't go food shopping. You know, like I, like I could be a person. So yeah, I totally diverged with you. Like, what is with you? You make me go, no, 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 no. And you're just like, I'm just sitting here. I'm like, so cute. And you wanted to turn the camera off. You crazy. I want to ask you a question. Cause I think you can have an answer for this. <clears throat> so I believe that we have a creator of this universe. Mm-hmm. But 
I believe there's other creators of other universes. Mm. There's multiple ones. A and, multiverse. Yeah. And I learned recently that I'm not from this universe. I'm from another one with a different creator. And I don't know what my question is, but it's like, <laughs> do I believe in that? And that's what you're like, right? I think that I experience that differently. I experience that as multidimensional, right? So I don't know that I've ever questioned God, right? Like, cause I believe in God. Um, can there be more than one? Maybe they are meant to run something over there. Do you know what I mean? Could there be more than one person or entity or energy or, or the force, right? Like, can there be more than one? I don't know. Maybe, why not? She's nodding everyone. She's nodding yes at me. Like, Holly, get on yeah. board with this. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once someone once told me that I was like, I don't feel grounded on this planet. It's what I, because I was never grounded. Grounded used to depress me. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. Why do you want me to move at such a slow vibration when I'm not? And then if you knew me, then I would always like have bruises because I'd always walk into shit because I wasn't in my body, which is ironic because I'm also a dancer. But when I dance, I'm 100% in my body. So I learned kind of finally how to ground differently, which is I, I started by calling the vibration of nature into my body because nature isn't static. And I felt like grounding was static. And then one of my teachers was like, if you don't ground, how are you going to go as high as you want? You'll never be able to come back. So now I, I pull up from the earth and down from space. And then it's in my third chakra. And from my third chakra, all these doors open. And I used to not really be into like the Lotus image either. I was like, if one more woo woo person, Yogi has a Lotus as their thing, which by the way, I have a tattoo now, but, but Anyway, this is me. Or names their business with the word Lotus. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is up with that? And then I was meditating and I got to that place where I could kind of yin yang in my core. And then what happened was an energy loops yellow, of course, of a, it was the shape of the petals all came out of me. I was like, oh, y'all funny. I get it. Okay. I see it. So I think sometimes you know, we just accept things. I really like to accept it after I experience it. Right. Like, well, I don't know. That. I just want, cause you're so tuned in. I wanted to see what you thought, but up until this point, I've been saying I am like the creator of this universe because he loves variety and I love variety as well. So we have a lot in common, but he is actually not my creator. Yeah, because well, I don't think a, a he sits well with you that way. It's just what? saying. Huh? Like as creator. Yeah, I don't know. This is fascinating. It's part of what's going on with your mom. I don't want to say it like because it's like your podcast, but yeah, that's tied in with that. Oh, we'll really? That. We'll talk oh, about yeah. that after. Yeah. After we stop recording. Sorry, folks. <laughs> We're getting I hope you're enjoying this personal. I hope you're following too. Are you still there? Please still be there. If you're with us, man, you are with it. Cause this is cool. 
Yeah. I think, um, you know, I have clients, I bet you do too, who ask me what our message is. Because if you're into this podcast, you want to see what I call winks from the other side, even if you don't know how to tap into your gifts just yet, right? And those are the feathers that you're finding. And those are some of the shiny objects that you're finding. I have one guide who likes to steal shit from me. Like I had a favorite piece of willow tree bark that I used to wear around my neck, like for a little bit of magic favorite thing gone. I had like a favorite piece of selenite gone. My daughter loved this little fuzzy turtle when she was a little kid, like a stuffed animal, not a real one that molded in my house gone. I was like, okay, can you stop hoarding our little treasures because we would like them back. Sometimes they appear in the weirdest places, but sometimes they're just like kept. Are you I sure it's that. not a fairy? Cause that sounds like fairy behavior. I know they're so wicked, right? They're mischievous. I know. Don't invite them into your house. No, I still, they'll move things. And I don't like that. Mm -mm. I don't like that. We call them the blue people. Do you know, like if you're of a certain age, you'll know like the twilight zone, there's the people between each minute are blue and they put things in places and we're like the blue people have them. I went into this one girl's house who was like developing her gifts and it was covered with imps and fairies. I was like, is your dog going crazy in this house and bark at that, at that chandelier? She's like, yeah, because it's covered in freaking fairies. Man. Why do dogs out. bark at fairies? I, I think it wanted it to go away. They knew it was no good. So I have an interview coming up on the Bump podcast. It hasn't gone live yet, but I have a story about that. <gasps> oh, are you going to tell me all about it? You can, okay, you already shared it. So you'll have to let me know when that goes up. Yeah, but basically the dog was barking at me because I had fairies all over my clothes. And I thought the dog was going to eat me. Yeah, I I had a client go to Europe and go to Ireland. There's a really powerful fae there, right? There's Morgana, Morgana, whatever. Yes. She followed a friend of mine and a teacher of mine from Ireland back home and is like a major guide for her now, but in a super... Um, oh my God, look, what are those stones in a circle that everyone knows in Glastonbury? Stonehenge in a very Stonehenge spiritually <laughs> high stone vibration. In a circle. Yeah. I'm thinking like medicine wheel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, it's stone. I'm good. Go big. Um, anyway, there was a, I was like, I know a fairy is going to attach to you. I'm going to do work, but you have to not be open to this. This is not a good fairy. And this is a person who claimed to know how to do shadow work. And I really tried to warn them, but they were also a coach and some coaches are not healable. I'm not a coach. I'm not here to coach you. I'm sharing messages and everything changed. Like I didn't I never really heard from her after because her life from what I saw just kind of went, bzz, I was like, you didn't believe me. When I tell you to protect yourself before you go somewhere and keep that mindset, but then you open to shadow there, you're not, you know, like I think with someone like you, I know with someone like you and your abilities and your sight of it, it's very different than people who just what I call open doors and have no idea how to close them. Yes. This is a big pet peeve of mine. And I also have an episode on. Uh, a friend of mine locally who, and this already is published. 
she couldn't close a portal that was on this in this house. So the family had opened it up. And now it's just riffraff coming through. That's not good. Yeah. I do different portals. Like I went to Wyoming two years ago. Cause obviously not for a while. It was like my big trip for my 50th birthday. I just was so called there and I didn't know why. And I wanted to see Yellowstone. And I know a lot of people do this without being in a big deal, but it was a big deal for me. And when we arrived in Wyoming and I stepped off the plane, I heard the earth sing. So it was like angel music and the vibration there. I just couldn't stop crying. And I was like where we stayed, there was no internet. So I was completely unplugged. I was riding a horse for five hours a day. I've never ridden a horse really. So it was just so magical. So now my healing office, I have actually an office. I connected a portal to Wyoming, to that noise, to that love, to that divinity, to my office to heal. And every time I open my doors, I open it back up. I can kind of hear the music not every day, but most days. And it's just this amazing healing. And then I always end a session with a good amen to close the door. Like, all right, we're done. Thank you so much. Because again, I can't function as a human person being connected to that, right? It's not the same. Because then you want to exit. Yeah. I'm not ready for that either. (laughs) Things to do. I got more of that list I asked God for. It's like, bring it on. So were you near the Tetons? I was, I wasn't near, no, wait. So what's his face has a portal there. I wasn't, I was on the East side of the forest. I was like 45 minutes to an hour or something like that away from Cody. So the ranch that we were staying on, it was like in part of like a hundred million acres. I could be exaggerating, but it didn't feel that way of national park. So I, I call that grace. When you experience grace, so much joy and gratitude that you just cry. So when I was in Kauai, we took a helicopter ride. And it was rainbow after rainbow Mm. after waterfall after hugging the mountains with the helicopter. And I just cried and cry the tears were just flowing but I was just like wiping them away because I didn't want anybody to know I was crying you know I was just so happy because you were home that's where you're you're from like what like what we said before we even started recording it was like right you can move your elemental right you can do all of that you can and then there you were literally in all your elements at once from the perspective oh my god I if I were you I I've never I've been there not been there right. I don't know how to explain that any better, but like for you, that's like everything, everything. And then your ancestors, like even before that, before they got there, that's where your magic is. Where's that? Lamoria. Lamoria. It's all Lamoria land, West coast of the U S the islands. Yeah. So Lamorian. So that's you. Is that what you're doing? Is that like your thing? You're even more than that. You're higher than that. Yeah, that's one of my many things. There's a long list. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fascinating. I'm like, I'm getting all into it. I'm like, oh, I want to follow that trail. Go there. And 
The Tetons, I absolutely love. Montana, I love. And I go there over and over again. I think I've, this is my sixth trip to Montana this summer. Where are you going? I'm going to so go. Maybe you don't want to say. No, I can say okay. it's all out there. It's not a secret. There are megaliths out in Montana in the Helena area. Yeah, I want to go Dolmens, large dolmens and all sorts of cool stuff out there. And Julie Ryder is the caretaker out there. And you can go look her up, people. MontanaMegaliths.com. And this will be my second trip out there to see the megaliths. But she's discovering more pieces out there and areas. And she's discovered dragons and stone, Ooh. which I have to see and commune with. So, yeah, that's making my hands vibrate. That's awesome. <laughs> and she's going to find something. Huh, it used to be a cave. Oh, I can't wait for her to find that. And so it looks, it looks like, um, obsidian of some kind, but it's, it's, um, it's not polished. Right. And it's, it's funky. It's a funky, like rectangle square. Ooh, I can't wait to find out what that is. Oh, well, we'll see. Yeah. So back to the hat man. Yeah. You know, people see like hat men, like hat men with hats as ghosts it's like a thing no yes look it up no. and there's there's like flannel man like people see a man in flannel like I don't know what that means oh, I've never seen it that reminds that's creepy I don't know did you ever did you see the mothman prophecy See, I watched that. Might have. So I don't watch disaster movies because in 1994, the Northridge earthquake hit and I was living in LA and um, my mom was visiting me and she said, Holly, do you have earthquake insurance? And I said, no, but in my auto insurance is due at the end of the month of January. And I was just going to add it then. And she said, well, Let's go. And so we went and Charlie Rose, I remember his name. He's the nicest guy. He, um, he's like, I can get you insurance, $10,000 coverage for $250. And I was like, well, I'll need to make payments on that. Right. Cause I was young, whatever. My mom's like, I'm going to give it to you as a gift. I said, Oh, awesome. Thank you. So generous dropped her off at the airport. And that night is when the earthquake hit and my building like collapsed water main break, gas main break the building next to me on fire. It was insane. It was insane. So I think that was like a bit of divine, whatever. My mom, the room that she was in completely imploded. All the walls kind of came down. So if she had stayed, she would have been really injured. So crazy. Oh yeah. So the whole point was that night I'd watched a disaster movie called A Disaster in Time, where a guy time travels to watch things happen. And I have never watched a disaster movie since. Because I was like, obviously, I made that happen. So I'm not doing no, that. No, you didn't. Yet. But you there's were... a hat guy was like part of like Fringe, the TV show. The ball guys in a hat. They were Was everywhere. it? Yeah. And I watched that show. I don't remember. I dismissed the hat man apparently. But obviously. Because like, he's not care. Sasquatch. <laughs> right. Sasquatch in a hat. You got my attention. <laughs> and heels. Sasquatch in a hat and heels. That'd be awesome. <laughs> for sure 
Well, I don't know where to go after right. that. That's a good one. <laughs> so you mentioned like interdimensional traveling and time travel. So can you time travel? Have uh, you done it? I, I mean, here on purpose, I don't know. Like I can do past life regression pretty a few times. I've done that. I mean, I've had a make intense experiences of being in a place I had been before. Um, I think the worst, the worst, the most intense experience was I was in Egypt with my mom and um, we were pulled up to this island or I don't know what one of the places that we were. And um, the minute we pulled up to it, I was in grief. I was insanely in grief and um crying. I was sure my grandmother had died. I felt I didn't want to be there. I never wanted to be there. I, I couldn't wait to get off the thing. My mom was so irritated at me, right? Cause I was miserable all day and it is a hundred million percent forbidden to take anything from any place that you see and move it or touch it when you're in Egypt. But I picked up a pebble. I picked up a pebble and I put it in my pocket and when I got back on the boat, because we were like on a, a like a, a river cruise for lack of a better word, right? And when we got away from that island, I threw that rock into the Nile. I was like, get off of that fucking place. And the same person who had known that I had that experience with the hat guy, when my mom got back home, she reached out to them and um, that person's interpretation of what I went through, and I agree with it now, was that I was a slave in on that island. And I had a miserable life and I watched my children be murdered and everyone else. And I was, so that I just, that kind of flash I had that kind of flash. I had a very different flash near Luxor. When we walked up to the temple, I was like, I know where to go. And I, I heard myself laughing and I felt myself playing hide and seek. So kind of interesting that like the multiple lives, so many lives as an Egyptian, right? So I had a dream about a ring before we left and um, it was a blue lapis um, scarab. And I knew what the band had to look like. And this was before the internet people. So like, it wasn't like I knew. And then I was on a mission to find this ring. And then when we were there um, and we were in a market, I scavenged and I found the ring. I still have it. It's like 20 years old now, but um, yeah. So like things like that, but to purposefully do it in any other way, I haven't played with that. So you haven't talk to someone from the future I don't even have a desire to that's kind of interesting huh you have know you? I'm, you know I'm gonna say yes I have <laughs> who was it some guy who was time traveling um and I noticed he was outside my house my last house and I was getting tired of like unsolicited visits mm -hmm. at the time and I captured him I held him energetically and I was like who are you what do you want why are you here scared the crap out of him he said I'm just visiting like I'm just I just want to see what's going on I'm from the future I'm just traveling and I was like oh okay 
So I let him go. I said, go back to where you came from. (laughs) Don't, don't come back here. Don't come back here. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) He didn't know that I could do that. I don't think that ever happened to him before. So well, what was he being so nosy about? Was he part of your family kind of checking you out, you think, or doesn't feel like it, but I've had future family members come through too. What do they tell you? So I have a future, I'm going to say relative. Okay. Cause I don't want to reveal more than that, but right. I am still alive in the future training him and my exercise was to come back in time and talk to me. Ooh, fun. Cute grandchild. Very cute. It's so fun because I can see a minute you think of it. So. See, I didn't so even cute. say it was a he and I didn't say it was a grandchild. But well, and she knows. I know. I know. So yeah. Holly's the real deal. Man, <laughs> it's so fun to talk to you. Like, I mean, I like being psychic medium shaman, but then someone else is giving me you know feedback that's super fun it is. yeah so that was weird um so I'm old then you know like in my 90s or something but whatever whatever I don't um, think whatever oh you have so much coming it's kind of fun I can't wait yay tell me no <laughs> no. no she's not gonna tell me no <laughs> No, it is fun. And I get annoyed when people are like, what do you see yourself doing in three years or five years? And I'm like, I'm doing fantastic things that I can't even like conceptualize or know, which is just more awesome. Yeah. More awesome. Right. I like that. Up-leveling the, up-leveling the awesome. Yeah, you are. Yeah. So that's you're my gonna get a, You're going to get a code. It's uh, a sacred geometry. Um, they're calling it a navigation myth. Hmm. And Ooh. I cannot, yeah, you better write that down. I won't I'm going to write it down. But it is ancestral dimensional. And it's, oh, they're saying that you can make a new Reiki symbol. You know, that I've been told that before. Okay. Yeah. You might even have a whole language, but you know, one thing at a time. <laughs> yeah, because like, I feel I feel the symbol is flat, but it really represents like when you draw it, it's flat. But if you get someone to help you or you you're a patient, so you could do it, it's actually a three-dimensional thing. And when you pull out the dimension, it becomes different sound vibration, different, yeah, the whole fun. Nice. I know. That's good. So Holly, I've enjoyed talking to you so much. Uh, me too. Me too. I'm like, how long? We've been talking a long time. You make it's me been... feel like a social person. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm bringing the extrovert out in you. You are. You are. Get that cancer crab out of its shell. <sighs> <laughs> I have to get, I get real moody before I write. So I know some, something is about to happen, but I, everything kind of goes quiet for me before some things happen and they don't let me read me like that. So I can be like, so what's about to happen? And they go, and I'm like, no, no, really talk to me. And they're like, 
So I think that I think I everyone's like, can't you read yourself? I'm like, I know when something's coming, but they don't give me more than that. I think they put you on breaks too. People like us just sometimes when we realize we have gifts, we just go, 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 go. And they put a kibosh to it and say, take a break. Nothing's going to be coming in. No feathers, no coins, you know. I think that's happened in the past for me, not so much now because I'm not so go, go, go about it anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I took, I mean, my book that's out, oh, I should tell, can I say? So my book is called Holly Rachel, Rachel Hughes. Oh my God, I can't say my name right today either. It's, it is real, not perfect. How to become your happy, authentic self. I have a big thing about defining who you are in your own terms. So this book is like in a healing session that will meet you in where the place that you're at. So if you're stuck and you feel like you are not who you are meant to be or want to be, but can't figure out why that is, I go through chapters and I have Holly's healing tips and I have Holly's healing homework in it. And I also have guided meditations in each chapter designed to help raise your vibration and heal as you continue the journey of defining yourself, you know, creating individuation and cutting cords between family pathology, friendships, any wounds, whatever your story is to redefine it, create you. How do you do that by creating boundaries and saying no and working through the discomfort of standing up for yourself until it makes you comfortable? And then like, how do you care for this person that you are? Self-care, a great first step is a bath and getting your nails done. But really for me, self-care, the definition of it is something that feeds your soul, that makes you lose time, that just makes you happy. Because happiness is an option. That's one of my healing tips. And then that's what the book is. It's, it's like 150 pages of love and light designed for you. And it is on Amazon. So so tell people where they can find what you can help them with and where they can find you. Yeah. So my website is hollyhughesintuitive.com. I'm mostly active on Instagram, which is also hollyhughesintuitive. And um, if you're on Twitter, I'm there, Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, I'm everywhere, but my focus is really on um, Instagram. And so I also do sessions in person on the phone and Zoom. Um, And if you're nearby, I love it if you come to my office, because that's when I do actual energy work. I say it's very similar to Reiki, but I don't use symbols. I just literally feel it with my hands. So um, I am guided to do it that way. Oh, and I help people through like being stuck in transitions when you know something's off or when you see a pattern in your life and you can't stop yourself. So what you know, when you keep doing what you know, but what you know is making you unhappy, it's time to go a little deeper and heal that wound, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be massive. It could just be a moment. I really think in your life where you weren't seen or loved the way you needed to be seen and loved and received. And it's like forgiving in that moment and giving yourself what you needed then. And then not perpetuating the negative attitude that you created about it after that. Awesome. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. We'll be come talking a, really soon. So, come again. Know. I'd love to have you on again. I'm sure there's more. So much more. So much more there that you know, we have. One day we should into. like do walk through town and you see what you see and I see what I see. How fun would that be? How about you see it and I'll clear it? <gasps> Done. <laughs> Done. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we're working together as a team. We don't both have to see it. You could see it. It will be so windy around us when we work. We're going to need like a mic with a muffler thing on it. I know. I love that because when you do spiritual work or ceremonial work, the wind always kicks up. Especially for you. It's like your favorite. That's right. Except <laughs> when I'm on the beach and it's windy and cold, then I want to calm the wind down. <laughs> that's, just, that's just different. That's them trying to balance you or, you know, it's a little play there. They're like, you want to blow? I'll blow back. Hmm. Well... I will be definitely talking to you soon. And it's been so fun talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show, Holly. Read her book, check her out, get on her website. She's the real deal, people. I already highly recommend her. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.